Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who's got a massive brain. Mike Florio. He used to be a lawyer, then he decided to take his talents to the internet. NBC Sports. I'm sorry I'm late. I was talking to Robert Kraft. Pro Football Talk. I wouldn't listen to some of those people out there, especially guys like Mike Florio. Mike Florio with Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Let's talk football with Mike Florio. He is on Twitter at Pro Football Talk. He's on the Score Hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. And it was on PFT, Football Morning in America, the big headline, the big splashy headline. Peter King sat down with Ryan Poles for almost an hour and Mike, I think the discussion that we've had is you know going through what was said and then trying to figure out what's real, what's not, what's posturing, and sort of where we are in the poker game, because as members of the media, we're all playing a role in it, whether we're trying to or not. Well, absolutely. And I'm fascinated by the possibilities here. One of the big questions for Ryan Poles is when to make a trade. And when you look at the quarterback needy teams, in the top 10, and when you accept the reality now, and I think as time passes, it's becoming more and more obvious that the Bears are going to stick with Justin Fields and see what he can become before moving on from him. They could trade down multiple times. You could go one to two with the Texans, two to four with the Colts, and then you could auction the fourth pick to one of the teams drafting later in the top 10 and still emerge with a top 10 pick. And Ryan Poles wants one of the top six or eight guys on his board. Well, if four quarterbacks go before they would pick at number eight or number nine, he's going to get one of his top players because the best part about dropping down for a quarterback, if you're not going to take a quarterback, that pushes a guy closer to you that you otherwise would want. So there's a lot of ways this can go. And there's one way it goes where they work multiple trades, still get one of the guys they wanted, and pick up a lot of extra lottery tickets for picks that could make the team better. Mike, I think uh, the Lamar Jackson situation is one where the system is gamed to favor owners in a way that is causing this issue. Your thoughts? Well, and, and I was asked this earlier in the day, and people are confused about the difference between collusion and sound business decisions made independently by the owners of these billion-dollar football organizations. And the difference comes from the fact that these owners of 
independent businesses, as far as the antitrust laws are concerned, get together four times a year. This is the equivalent of the CEOs of McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, Arby's, Long John Silver's, Pizza Hut, every other fast food slash good food done quickly establishment. They get together, they compare notes on how they're going to do their business, how they're going to run their business, how they're going to pay their employees, the things that they're going to do, the things they're not going to do. It is a blatant antitrust violation if those companies would get together and basically rig the fast food labor market in all communities throughout the country. It's no different if the NFL owners are coming up with practices that are against what the CBA allows them to do. The CBA allows any team and every team or some teams to have fully guaranteed contracts for players. And if they've gotten together and in the aftermath of Deshaun Watson, it's become clear it's frowned upon to have fully guaranteed contracts and they're not interested in doing it, that's a problem. Uh, It's hard to prove because there's not going to be a paper trail. It's face-to-face conversations. It's vibes that are picked up in a meeting room. It's, It's not something that there's going to be a code red that was ordered or a smoking gun that is stumbled upon. And that's the problem for the union and the players. You can get these messages across at the quarterly collusion meetings, as D. Smith, D. Smith, the head of the union, calls them, and uh, and there's no way that, that the league is ever going to get busted. So that's what I, I fear is going on here. Teams don't want to give Lamar Jackson the Deshaun Watson contract, so they're not even going to talk to him. They're not even going to be interested. It was amazing yesterday. Immediately after the news of the non-exclusive franchise tag, it's boom, the Falcons are out. Boom, the Panthers are out. Boom, the Dolphins are out. It was like Kramer slamming his money on the counter during the contest episode, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I mean, we weren't even in. It hadn't even started yet. And that's what gets me about this is, first of all, why on earth is Lamar Jackson having to pay for anything Deshaun Watson did or somebody else decided to pay him? It has nothing to do with this man's product. Well, and what it shows, too, is the value of having an agent. That's the difference. And I've made this argument for months, maybe years. If he had an agent right now, he would have someone who could be talking to the general managers, the coaches, the owners, whoever, trying to get people to come to the table, trying to set up demand. It's something that wouldn't have happened right now. It's something that would have been going on. Look at what the agents did for Deshaun Watson last year. Number one, got the Texans to be willing to trade him. Number two, got four teams to the table despite 20-plus sexual assault lawsuits that were still pending at the time. Got the Browns to swing back around with a five-year fully guaranteed contract after they were shrugged to the side following the point at which they'd alienated Baker Mayfield. I mean, it was perfect, and I don't know how much of it was deliberate, but damn it, it worked. And when you have an agent that is orchestrating these conversations and luring teams to the table, working the media, getting reports out there that are favorable to and conducive to other teams saying maybe we should get in on this, that, that, that's how you make it happen. Lamar Jackson sitting around waiting for someone to call or not call is not going to make anything happen. And it's unfortunate that it's gotten to this point. And, and I, I, my, my wish for him is he has some sort of epiphany where he realizes he needs to go out and get an accomplished and experienced agent who can try to start this process and get him the contract that he deserves. But it's also an excellent illustration of how even when you do your best and you bet on yourself and you work hard, the system can still be against you. Oh, especially when they pick the non-exclusive franchise tag. And, you know, there aren't many dominoes that need to fall to get to the point where no one signs them to an offer sheet. 
The Ravens and Lamar Jackson don't work out a long-term deal before the July 15 deadline for doing a multi-year contract with a franchise tag player. And then Lamar is left with $32.4 million for 2023. I, I would advise him not to play for $32.4 million. I'd say to the Ravens, you want me to play for one year? You've got to give me the $45 million you should have given me with the exclusive franchise tag. I'm not putting one foot on the field for $32.4 million. That's grossly below market. It's grossly below what I'm worth. It's grossly below what I deserve. And, uh, and, and that, that step may be lurking once we get past July 15 and start approaching the opening of training camps. Mike, has Michael Irvin held his press conference yet? It's happening now. I've seen some tweets from Michael Gelkin. As I expected, they got the video surveillance from the Marriott location in Phoenix. I think it's a Renaissance hotel where this alleged interaction occurred. And the the lawyer didn't display it, but the lawyer explained what's on it. They had some eyewitnesses there that were going to talk. And I, I assume that this whole thing is a direct result of whatever they got from Marriott when they got discovery information yesterday was good enough that they're going to come out and crow a little bit to the media about what's in there or more importantly, what's not in there as it relates to the things that Michael Irvin allegedly did. Do you think that there's a chance that, that he hits NFL Network hard with a lawsuit? Well, I think NFL Network should be concerned. A lot of it depends upon whether or not they keep him on the air whether or not they, you know, maybe offer him a new contract. Maybe there's another way to make peace with Michael Irvin so you don't get yourself in trouble. But somebody at NFL Network may have prematurely reacted to whatever complaints they got from Marriott. And I'm curious how much of the proud sponsor of the NFL card was played by Marriott when they made the complaint because it was really swift and sudden and abrupt for Irvin to be sent home from Phoenix when this all came to a head. And I wonder if they had been staying at a non-Marriott property, would the NFL have reacted so quickly? Mike, I'm curious about the, the, the reality of the Aaron Rodgers dalliance now with the Jets. And I'm wondering if the Packers, in allowing this, if not kind of encouraging it, aren't creating a, a, a point of no return. Because once they even tacitly endorse this process, how do you really bring him back? Like, if this falls through and if Rodgers decides, yeah, you know, it's it, this isn't for me, don't trade me, is it, have, have they essentially pushed the button on this by even getting it this far? I think they have. And that's why I was amazed that the report started to surface yesterday that Rodgers had spoken to the Jets. Like, we've skipped a couple of steps here, including the Packers giving Rodgers permission to speak to other teams such as the Jets. That, in my mind, is the Rubicon for Rodgers and the Packers. The moment he, he receives permission to talk to other teams is the moment he's playing for one of these other teams. And, and, and I think it's, it's a, a striking coincidence that today is the one-year anniversary of the day that Aaron Rodgers announced he was returning to the Packers for 2022. And today is the day that I think we're coming to terms with the implications of the things that were never reported, the implication of the Packers giving him permission to talk to other teams. Yeah, that means they're moving on to Jordan Love, and that means Aaron Rodgers, if he's going to play football this year, is moving on from the Green Bay Packers. But here's the thing. So say Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets, which is a very high likelihood. The message that that sends to their team is one where maybe it's not absolutely confirming what we all suspect, 
But either way, there's still just so much uneasiness there and a foundation built on sand when you consider what happened at the quarterback spot last year. Oh, absolutely. And look, my concern for the Jets is they're going to give so much power to Aaron Rodgers. He's running the show. They've got Nathaniel Hackett there as offensive coordinator who struggled to properly coach Russell Wilson because he had become too deferential with quarterbacks due to his experience with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. (laughs) So Rodgers is going to have all the power. And is he going to use that power responsibly, or is he just going to take charge of the situation? How's he going to get along with the media? What's it going to be like? And we, we've already heard how, how uh, close he and Zach Wilson are going to be. Do you really think that's going to be the case when they're elbow to elbow and they're working together all the time and Rodgers makes a snide remark and Zach Wilson maybe doesn't take well to it? And I'm not saying it will happen, but, boy, it's going to make for some interesting chatter if they end up not really liking each other the way Favre and Rodgers didn't like each other. So there's just a lot of meat there. The, the the business person in me who likes a little chaos and knows that chaos sells is hoping that Rodgers ends up with the Jets. Uh, and, and I don't know where else he would go at this point. Like, what other teams are, are clamoring for an opportunity to speak to Aaron Rodgers? I, I think maybe a year or two ago there would have been more. Right now, especially now that he's taking that heel turn, I, I just wonder whether, whether most teams look at Aaron Rodgers and say, this guy's currently more trouble than he's worth. It feels like every few weeks or so, Mike, we we have to talk about Daniel Snyder and the Commanders. What's the latest with the league and other owners dealing with Daniel Snyder and trying to get him out? Well, I, I think we're at the point where the owners understand he needs to go. They just don't want to have to do the things necessary to force him out. They're hoping he goes away on his own. Well, it sounds like you know, dynamics playing out in certain political parties right now. But I think they're ready to get rid of him. They just don't want to get into the fight that would be necessary to make him go away. And that's where it stands. There were committee meetings this week. The Washington Post reported that they actually talked about Snyder, which is something that hadn't happened at any of these meetings, at least not officially in the room. They want to see if he's going to sell the team voluntarily. If he's not, at some point, they have to push the issue. They've got the Mary Jo White investigation, which is kind of their they're ace in the hole if they need to uh, generate some leverage. And then there's the reporting from last week from ESPN about the $55 million secret loan. I, I think they just hope that, that Snyder chooses to do the right thing for everyone and move on so they don't have to pick a fight with them. But it's Snyder. That's the thing. The guy's yeah. wired to fight. That's a bad bet, Mike. And when you make uh, the political comparison, that he already has said, yeah, I'll step away if you indemnify me from any possible legislation or civil litigation or liability. Like, come on, man. So what he's saying, it's all this, this, this poison pill stuff. You push me out, get ready for an experience expensive slog of frivolous lawsuits because his because and this is it's the same playbook that you're alluding to i'm also fascinated by the possibility that he jumps into the lamar jackson thing because number one he can be the hero as he's walking out the door he's delivered lamar jackson to the fan base number two it's a middle finger to the establishment of the NFL that doesn't want five-year fully guaranteed contracts. And number three, he sticks Jeff Bezos with the bill to pay the back end of the Jackson contract. Well, good for Lamar if that's the case. You know, if, if, he's, if he can take advantage of a situation like that to, to, to help him, fine. Mike, you're I the man. You. I agree with you, and I think that's the one team to watch. I think the rest of them are going to toe the party line. I think the one team that would be tempted not to is the team owned by the guy who's being pushed out the door.
You always come through, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. All right, thanks. Have a great week. That's Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk. When we come back, some fascinating stuff from Cubs shortstop Dansby Swanson. You want to hear how a major league shortstop thinks about his job, the, the specificity it's of some of this stuff? It's so sexy. Yeah, this is. there's a little baseball porn coming your way next on The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you're listening to bernstein and holmes middays 10 to 2 on sports radio 670 the score in odyssey station odyssey station odyssey station Hang in there and ultimately get it out. In the air to right center, Pete Crow Armstrong trying to run it down. Dives. Oh, my gosh. What an amazing catch. That's the best one we've seen all spring by an outfielder by far. Wow. Just spectacular work. Yeah, it was. That was on Marquee Network. That was sweet. You know, they talk about at the edge of your range, Closing on that thing and the, the the wide view of Pete Crow Armstrong of where he was positioned, not a false step. Talk about route efficiency, man. That was that was sweet. Now it's gonna take a little bit of time for the bat to come around, but he's exciting. No doubt about it. Cubs spring training on the score is sponsored by Sloan, official water efficiency partner of your Chicago Cubs. 
One of your Chicago Cubs, one of the expensive new ones, is Dansby Swanson. He's your shortstop, and boy, the way that he talked to Maddie Lee about going about his job was a fascinating insight into the highest levels of baseball. It was sexy. Like I'm, I'm sitting there reading, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's the way that you play the position, and it. You know, when Swanson got signed, there were a lot of people talking about what was his nickname, the commander or the general or the some nickname that he doesn't the sheriff, like. I think. The sheriff, the sheriff, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. like it. The, Carlton Fisk was the commander. I don't know who the general was other than the place where you get auto insurance. But Bobby Knight. D. Rose, uh, General Soreness. That's different. Way different. But Dansby Swanson talking about the way that he goes about doing his thing is interesting. So here's a couple of graphs from Matty Lee's piece in The Bright One. Take Swanson's pre-pitch routine, for example. He's not just waiting in the infield for PitchCon to tell him what's coming. He calls his own game in his head. He said after coming out of a spring game Friday, and when something stands out to him, he talks with the pitcher about it. Quote, as an infielder, I see certain things. I pick their brains on why they do certain things and give my input on what I believe and what I think and things to watch for. So it's really us just being able to help one another. I'm a believer of it's going to help us win then I need to know about it, and I need to be able to help others with it too. I just feel like it's a part of my duty, and I kind of enjoy it. Close quote. And he says that this edge about trying to do the, the envision everything in his head, he said it's been part of his game for the last three years, that he learned a lot about pitching from conversations with Braves catching coach Sal Fasano and catcher Travis Darno. That ability... For an infielder to read a previous swing, we always talk about pitchers and catchers doing it and being able to see the shape and timing of a swing and then understand if he's coming in under his hands with something soft or he's going hard away with the with and, and looking at that. Meanwhile, he's also, depending on where base runners are, he's having conversations with Nico Horner about who's taking what and when and who's backing up. He also is consulting whatever data he has about where he's supposed to stand based on their positioning while also understanding it's it's little things where we talk about and we've talked to Anthony Heron about pass rushers and offensive linemen and and being on your on this toe rather than that toe or just hedging in a, in one direction or another the little differences watching the way yes. that the offensive lineman's yes. hands are set right. like all of that stuff that that's what he's talking about and that that's where if he's if his weight is distributed in a certain way after he does his little creep step that's going to influence his ability to get to a ball at a certain place on the field it's about playing the game of the anticipation and doing your homework and knowing how to be in the right place at the right time to where it looks like you're just making it look easy, when in reality there is an infinite amount of preparation that goes into making it look easy. It's it's the exact opposite to me of like a see ball hit ball approach. Not that that doesn't work for people, but what he's trying to do is just be in the right place at the right time. And when you wonder why other infielders maybe have more mistakes or they're not as quick or they're not turning as many double plays as they want. These are the details that make these things happen. Now, who has the pitch comm speaker? The catcher, the pitcher, 
And I believe you get one infielder, right, with it? Which you would presume is the shortstop. Right, because you would want to, he's the person that ordinarily right. is setting up your defense. Did you see, by the way, the story about one of the games recently, the pitch comm was so loud? Yes, the, the Twins player, game. Yes, and they they couldn't do anything about it anyway. Curveball. It was Kenta Maeda, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a curveball. Um, back into this speak piece. Speak me, speak well. Drew Smiley, who was a teammate of Swanson's when they won the World Series in Atlanta, he he was talking about this and and talking about it as it pertains to to the new rules and pitch clock. So in the moment, in real time, you got a million things going through your head and it's sped up. And the good players, they're better at slowing it down and being able to process from pitch to pitch and at bat to at bat. Dansby's really good at that. So now we're like instead of people talking in vagaries about what it is that Dansby Swanson does at shortstop that makes him so good, which makes him a coveted defender, now we're getting to to kind of see what the process is for him and and how he goes about doing his job and it it sounds damn good to me. It's everything you want to hear in the player you just gave $177 million to. But more than that, it also reaffirms everything their mission statement has been about this offseason. It's outer currency. It's the spine of the defense. It's making sure you're buttoned up up the middle. How buttoned up are you going to be? What is the easiest way to get yourselves out of the inning? And you're seeing every single step down to the minutiae reflect that same overarching mission statement. A commitment to run prevention. Mm. is is a big commitment and it takes stuff like this and when you when they do give him that money that's with the understanding they've talked this through they didn't they they know and they know how he's going to approach it but when they're talking about merging their defensive positioning with pitch selection with their with everything that their pitching infrastructure is doing this they're when when you're stitching together the fabric of of a defense that's what it takes from your shortstop and it works Tito Francona did it in Cleveland man think about when we asked Dansby himself about how they said during the season we're letting too many runs go they ended up winning the world series because they made the adjustments and said this is not acceptable for us let's readjust our alignments with some of the best in the game and, and you have that influence, Carter Hawkins coming from Cleveland, uh-huh. obviously Dansby coming from from the Atlanta organization. It's fun to see this kind of come together. I'm fascinated by seeing how it works on an everyday basis because I really do think that what you have to do now, if you're a Major League Baseball team with the way that the rules have changed, you have to have two shortstops now. Like you can't mess around with guys who are kind of fringy second baseman that you have out there. You better have two shortstops because you're asking them to cover a lot of ground and make some throws that are difficult to make. If, if you've got rangy guys now in the middle of your, your infield, you're, are do, you're taking steps towards becoming a team that is about run prevention. Two things. That's why I was happy the White Sox signed Elvis Andrews Me for too. many reasons. And then additionally... Listen to how people are talking about the pitchers for the Cubs as well. When you're trying to figure out who the fifth starter is, for example, and you're hearing certain pitchers be really uh, open to the getting the data, 
That data is working in concert with figuring out where this ball that you throw is going to be if you hit your spot and there's contact. And is Dansby Swanson going to be right there? Like It all works in concert, and I think sometimes we forget about that. Also, look at the decision the Cubs made at catcher and why. And the the fact that you've got Tucker Barnhart and Jan Gomes, who are both plus-plus defensive catchers, physically and mentally, that is a choice. It's an active choice because that's the you you can say that the guy who sets your defense is the shortstop sometimes, but ideally your quarterback, the guy, the your your guy who can see the whole field in front of him is going to be one of those two. Just tell me where that offense is coming from. Well, Just tell me tell me where that hole in the offense is going to get filled. I mean that that is key. But we talked with Tucker Barnhart last week, and you can tell like how much he's thinking the game through. And that's what you want. Like, you want players that are concerned about, like Drew Smiley is saying, pitch to pitch at bat to at bat. What's happening in the game? How does it change from you got a guy out or you got a guy leaning on a on a slider, perhaps? Perhaps you're throwing a slider and the guy keeps swinging at it even though it's in the left-handed batter's box. Hmm, somebody was watching baseball last night. Per- perhaps that's something that happens. Well, you're not going to throw that player a fastball because you don't have to because you can throw them a slider in the left-handed batter's box and they're just going to wave at it. Wait, what? Just throw the bat at it. Are you watching the just, Netherlands? What was the guy's name? Van Gorp or Van Gorp? Yeah, just, Luz Robert was struggling. Throw the bat at oh, it. Oh, the White Sox and sliders. Are we going back there? Do to, I have to go back? I can't. No, no. I don't no. want to. Well, I mean, we did our, like, really this, nice White Sox segment today. The we, White Sox and all. sliders have been a one-act play for many years. It's been a one-act poem. Hey. <sighs> When we come back, we're going to say hello to an old friend. Well, he's not old, well, but he's been a friend for a long time. Wait, and let me just give this warning to Twitch. I'm going to leave and go into the other studio because this studio only has four microphones, and we need five for the next segment. So I'm going to go over there so you won't see me. You will. Oh, In that's a different right. room. Yeah, but you, it, I haven't been exiled. Like, they didn't kick me out because I'm not a nice person. It's just that... I'm very qualified to sit in in a room by myself and do radio, so they send me in there to sit in a room by myself and do radio. So On the score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Welcome back to Sports Radio 670 The Score, the Bernstein and Holmes show with Layla Rahimi in on a Wednesday. And boy, we are we are just busy today. The studio is full because it is time to talk about the Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle. And here to do so are the most qualified people we absolutely could find to do it. Carrie Pinkowski, the Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle Executive Race Director, and as you know, of course, the Bank of America Chicago Marathon Executive Race Director as well, and Kathy Scherer, the Central Region Market Leader and Chicago Managing Partner for Deloitte. Hello. Oops, we'll turn the speaker. That's my fault, Carrie. False yeah. start on me. Rookie mistake on my behalf. Dan, Layla, great to see you. Uh, 42nd running of the Bank of America Shamrock Shuffle. Chicago tradition, right of spring. We are going to have 26,000 people uh, join us on March 26th. You know, it's a big uh, uh, opportunity for our charity teams that we see in the fall to recruit their teams and get out. We have uh, just a great day getting people moving. We have a mile run. We have some kids on Saturday coming out and some beginners in the mile and then the fitness walk and then the big uh, 8K run, of which for the fourth year in a row I'm going to participate Let's in. go. That's All right. right. So I get out of other responsibilities because I'm, I'm going into the participant side. And doing it for charity. I am is... running this year for Students Run Chicago, which is an amazing grassroots charity that, uh, that I've been fortunate to work with for the past uh, – the past 10 years. They do some great work with uh, young people, counseling, tutoring, but the, 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 the baseline um, is is running, so they introduce running to the to the young young men and young women, with the goal of we'll probably see thirty of the young men and women running in the marathon in the fall. So, so Carrie, when when you're the the director of the Chicago Marathon and you decide to to put the shoes on, I saw the 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 slick green Nikes. When you put those on, how many people inside of your office are checking your time and saying, you know what, for the person who's the director of the marathon? That's got to be a better, better uh, 8K, 10K split for our guy. What are we talking about here? I, I think our medical director is the first one that pays attention to it. <laughs> and then and then our team does get a joke out of it. Guys, there is a little bit of, uh, of uh, I think, bantering back and forth on what my projected time is. So, But they do pay attention. Um, I'm not going to go too crazy. I have, I'm just having some fun out there. So, But I have been training for it. So it'll be a good day. I look forward to it. 
Well, I think that's the theme, though, is fun. There's a lot of different races that you can run, which I think is really cool. So if, if you're feeling like you want to prepare for something a little more simple or something a little more challenging, and then there's also the Deloitte team race as well. Kathy, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Hi. Great to be here today. And we are so excited about the Shamrock Shuffle coming up and being a sponsor of this race. Uh, we actually have a running team at Deloitte. Uh, there's about uh, 250 employees at Deloitte that are part of the running team, and there's going to be at least 50 of them, I know, that are signed up for the race and uh, very excited to be part of the team challenge. And we're just really happy to be a sponsor and uh, to be part of this kickoff for spring. So how competitive is this, this getting if it's, a, if it's a team thing? You have 250 people competing against each well, other on the same team. I, I, we've created quite a tradition. I mean, I was just looking at my notes earlier. We have a team. We have teams from Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Kansas, Arizona, Michigan, Colorado, Minnesota. So on the front end, it's very it's very competitive, and there's a lot of competition between the the shoe sponsored teams. So we'll see some great racing up there. Obviously, Kathy and Deloitte have sponsored it for sev several years now, so we have we'll have some great racing up front. And something tells me within the Deloitte team, there's yeah, going to no, be a no. lot of I think, yeah. Well, I you know much like what Carrie was talking about with there being different races for different levels, our Deloitte teams are. Uh, there's something for everybody. So there'll be people there walking. There'll be people there running. We'll have uh, women running, men running. And um, so it's really just about getting out there and having fun and um, doing something that's good for your health. And I think you talked about the symbolic value, too. You, you used the phrase right of spring. Well, this kicks off the Bank of America Chicago Distance Series, sure. talking about the Shamrock Shuffle, the Chicago 13.1 Half Marathon, and, of course, the, the legendary Chicago Marathon. And what I did not know is there's a secondary medal that can be achieved and an incentive here to be a part of all three of these. Sure. if you if We uh, we introduced this this year, tying all three events together, obviously um, some great support. So we've got some... Uh, uh, participants from around the Chicagoland area, around the country, that are uh, are going to run in all three, you know, culminating in the fall with the marathon, and uh, we'll celebrate that effort across uh, across all three events. And then guaranteed entry into the 2024 Bank of America Chicago Marathon for completing all three. So that's, that's, that's there you cool. go. There you go. And uh, you know, this weekend, uh, uh, Shamrock Weekend, is also a, a great platform for us to really get our charity program in the fall out in front of everyone. I mean, obviously, Kathy and the Deloitte. Uh, uh, group, their their organization has been amazing. Uh, there's so many synergies between Deloitte and what we do with their team and and the support that they do outside of the shuffle with some of the, I mean, Dare to Try is a great partner of ours that Deloitte supports. And uh, so many of our, our Paralympic athletes we see in the marathon, uh, you know, the the uh, Tatjana McFadden's and Daniel Romachuk's that are part of the U.S. Paralympic team, which Deloitte's uh, support. So there's so many synergies. And to be partnered, we're so fortunate to be partnered with Deloitte, which is such a, a big part of the corporate community and allows us to create this opportunity and, and generate uh, generate uh, opportunities for charities to raise money. Carrie, how do you go about working the route of the race? I mean, by now, it's pretty much like you know what it is. But when it comes to feedback on how you want the race to look and the things inside of Chicago that you want people to see, how do you go about doing that? Well, Lawrence, that's a great question. Um, I mean, one of the things that we try to accomplish with with the route and working with the city and the agencies, I mean, this is a great event city to work within with CPD and OEMC, all the different agencies that play an active role. But it's to give 
our participants a really wonderful tour of the city, the architecture, the neighborhoods, uh, what's really great about Chicago. And, um, but also, it's, it's, a, it's very accessible for friends and family members working with the CTA. You can get to like eight or nine different locations. You can get a day pass. So it's very interactive if we still use that word. But people get out. Uh, it's one of the biggest day pass days of the year. And they get to sometimes to some neighborhoods they've never been to before. Even people in Chicago, they come to different areas and they, uh, they cheer on their loved ones or significant others. So I appreciate it works together. Shamrock Shuffle, too, for, for good reason. I think the timing of it is good because, as you saw with marathon registration, people are still getting back into this. You know, this is one of those things where, you know, maybe your life got together a little bit later after pandemic and now you want to take take part in a competitive race or a recreational level of a competitive race. And we're seeing a lot of people try to get back out there. And this might be the first step. You know, we've got to get moving. I mean, it's, I think that's, that's a real initiative for us is, is, is looking, especially with the youth in the Chicagoland areas is introducing exercise and activity and, and getting them involved in running because it is so good for you. I know myself and the partnership that we, I mean, Dan working with, with you guys and team one step, uh, the work that we've done over the years, it's just its just a wonderful uh, integration between the activity and the philanthropic side of it. We have so many people that go out and raise money and do some, and, become know, part of the team. And I think, Carrie, too, uh, just to jump in, uh, when I talked to our running club about getting together and actually having some teams run this year, this is the first time we've done this in three years. And employees are so excited about the opportunity to be able to connect again. We're going to have a tent down there uh, where people can gather and connect before and after the race. So um, I think what you said just really resonated with me that it's all about getting out there and moving and uh, making those connections again. Yeah, I think it's, it's the, the the exercise is important, but especially Layla, when you bring up post pandemic, and I know that I can speak for the efforts of Team One Step, and even over the years, what it's meant for the sense of community and what it's meant in real life to be around teammates and people, whether it's training together, fundraising together, and then enjoying a day like this, what the Shamrock Shuffle has meant as, as an entryway to people finding community. And it, it's been wonderful. I can, I can speak from our organization and, and just, I, and so you know what it really has meant that it has translated into marathoners and half marathoners and people who have become dedicated runners. But that aspect of, of interpersonal connection and community is just something you, you almost can't quantify. Absolutely. Shamrockshuffle.com. You can still have an opportunity to sign up for uh, the events or if you want to volunteer or just be part of uh, a part of the event uh, at our website, shamrockshuffle.com. And walkers too, the two-mile walk. I'm doing walk. the walk. I'm yeah. doing the walk because, you know, the last time I did the run, Mount St. Roosevelt got me. Oh. It got me. So I, I'm, I'm going to do the walk and I'm excited because it's one of my favorite things is to get a chance to, whether it, it's, it's the 5K before the marathon or the shuffle is – feeling what other people who are new to our city or haven't been in our city as much, how they view the city, like being able to to run with and see people be in, in awe and wonderment of how beautiful our city is. So I'm going to do the walk this year and, and talk with some people while they're doing it. There you go. Awesome. Absolutely. Shamrockshuffle.com. We thank Carrie Pinkowski and Catherine Scherer for joining us. Here is to a successful, safe, and healthy race. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Layla. Thanks, guys. Lawrence, we'll see you out there. You got it.
We've got high noon straight ahead, actually at noon. See? Playing mind games with you. It's going to be fun. Keep it here on the score. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.